Hi, welcome to Lift Away Fat at 50 Plus Podcast number 66. I'm Kevin, your host, and I know for a fact that you can be fitter and healthier with tons of energy at any age. Sheila had gone through a tough divorce in the past year. She drew strength, resilience, and comfort from her family, her close friends, and her faith. But there was an issue, a very personal issue, that was beginning to bother her. Sheila noticed her clothes were starting to feel very snug. Her stretch pants were running out of stretch. She also noticed feeling tired all the time. Sheila just didn't have the energy she used to. Now that could easily be attributed to stress and the emotional overload of the divorce. But Sheila was actually feeling pretty content with her life. One of her friends suggested they take some classes at the local health club. I met them during their get started sessions. We walked and talked and got an idea as to why these two were at the health club. After this initial get acquainted meeting, Sheila went home with a very simple food journal and a feeling that she would enjoy her journey to health and fitness. Now over the next few weeks, we'd look over Sheila's food journal. As I've mentioned in past Lift Away Fat at 50 Plus podcast episodes, food journals are non-judgmental. They're not about shaming the food journalist over choices, but since nutrition has so much to do with how our bodies look and feel, I found it's very important for the journalists to really know what to consume in a day and over several weeks. Many people are surprised and have actually forgotten what they had a couple of days ago. Knowing is the first step to taking control of what you eat. Now, Sheila generally had good eating habits during the day, but she was surprised to see what she ate and how much she ate between dinner and bedtime. We all know eating is how we provide our bodies with what it needs to maintain our physical beings. Eating also provides the energy our bodies and our brains need to function throughout the day. I feel it right away. If I don't eat a good breakfast, then have a snack of, say, almonds mid-morning, followed by a good lunch and another small snack a little later, I'm not only feeling physically depleted, tired, but my brain just isn't as sharp as it should be, as it could be. Why? It's hungry. So with a constant supply of lean proteins, complex carbs, and a little healthy fats, what the nutrition hipsters call your macronutrients or macros, you can function at your peak with plenty of energy and brain power when you really need it. And you're not starving when it's dinner time. You're much more likely to eat a meal that will benefit you nutritionally because you're not starving. Now, I try to limit the amount of food I eat after dinner. I found that eating later in the day makes me feel sluggish and contributes to excess body fat accumulating above my belt line. It's not like you're munching on some nice crisp romaine lettuce leaves. After dinner, eating usually involves calorie-dense, nutritionally bereft snacks, usually while plopped on a couch watching TV or in front of a computer screen. And no, it doesn't matter if you're watching an uplifting dramatic show on public television like Downtown Abbey or subjecting yourself to another reality TV screen fest with adults acting like petulant children. Your poor body is going to suffer the same effects of late night eating. Now this is more than just observational. Recent studies indicate that eating later in the day contributes to retention of excess body fat. 
eating later in the day decreased energy exp expenditure during the day. And eating later in the day even makes you hungrier during the day. Well, it does look as if eating later in the day will contribute to more strain on your stretchy pants. Over the years, when I've talked with people I've trained who had a tough time trying not to raid the pantry for big bags of chips, giant bowls of pasta, and ice cream in those hours before bedtime, I found the most prevalent contributors are hunger, boredom, and loneliness. Now, hunger is probably the most basic reason we eat between dinner and bedtime. Let's look at eating patterns and how we consume our nutritional requirements for the day. Okay, it's Monday morning. You've hit your snooze on your cell phone once too many times, getting you off to a late start. You're in a drive-thru, and your coffee angel, the person who provides your amazing maki mocha drink, hands you a toasted bagel with a big dollop of cream cheese. Busy at work, so lunch is a bag of vending machine peanuts. Hey, at least it's not chips. Work finally over, you're back home really hungry. Your body is screaming for nutrients, and your mind is demanding comfort. Your food intake for the day was primarily simple carbs and too few calories, which results in hunger. So you think, well, I didn't have much to eat today, so I can really splurge on something good. Out comes a frozen sausage pizza, that box of pasta, soon to be smothered under layers of cheese, temporarily filling but not satisfying. So you're hungry an hour later. Maybe you grab some chips and dip. An hour later, still not satisfied. Maybe a bowl of ice cream will help. When does it stop? When you fall asleep. The way to avoid this is to use food to fuel your day. I like to keep some hard-boiled eggs and cartons of sugar-free yogurt in the fridge. Microwave a packet of oatmeal and mix in a piece of that sweet potato that you thoughtfully baked last night. Lots of quick sources of your macros, lean proteins, complex carbs, and nutrients in the morning. Microwave a bowl of veggies while eating in your morning meal, pop it in a glass bowl, and take them to work to munch on throughout the day. Turkey slices wrapped in pita with some romaine lettuce. Maybe a spritz of mustard is a good lunch. You'll find the protein perks you up, is very satisfying, and you won't be as famished when you get home. So now a great dinner with a chicken uh, piece of chicken breast, a salad with deep-colored delicious greens. After dinner, sip on a big cup of decaf green or black tea. Very healthy. Now boredom is a big reason we eat after dinner. It's a good practice to wind down as you get close to bedtime, but plopping on the couch and clicking through a couple hours of TV can leave you feel kind of disconnected. Sure, the cliffhanger stories of dramas and detective programs keep us coming back, and edge-of-our-seats action movies can be exciting, but they're absolutely no substitute for actually doing something yourself. I'm not saying jump in a big job like repainting the kitchen. I'd never say that. But it definitely helps to have an activity plan to avoid another boring night on the couch, such as a hobby. A hobby can not only stimulate you, and your thought processes while you're doing it, but also planning your activity throughout the day keeps your brain ac active. <laughs> keeps your brain active. I need my brain to be more active. Say you enjoy woodworking and like to do jobs around the house. You're active while you're doing it, but also planning a job, gathering materials, all helps alleviate boredom. Say you like knitting and crocheting. 
Enjoyable activities, they also utilize your planning skills, getting the right yarn and planning which of your grandkids needs a knit hat. Well, how about developing your writing skills? If writing the novel of the century doesn't appeal to you, how about journaling? It's a satisfying way to process the day's happenings, and looking over past entries can bring to mind happy events. You could write about a time in your life that you've thought about recently, maybe a summer job or a high school friend, something that makes you smile. Write down the happiness you felt during fun events. They could be a chapter in your own autobiography. Why not? You have a story, your life story, that I bet is just as compelling as any of the late night TV dramas. But hopefully without the body counts. <laughs> now loneliness. I've noticed over the years that a great many people eat when feeling lonely. Remembering Sheila? After decades of marriage, she had a difficult time living alone or the loss of a loved one who had been ill. Maybe they lived out of state, but you love to chat on the phone about this and that. And it's tough when your children move out. All the brave talk about your kids growing up or laughing about what you're going to do with them in their old room is just to take the sting out of how much you miss them. What can help? A lot of people fill the time with the hobbies we talked about. Prayer always helps especially remembering those suffering hunger, pain, or abuse. And you have to develop avenues for human contact. Family and friends are there for a phone conversation or meet up for dinner. See what clubs or charities they're involved with and see how you can join and contribute to your community. Be involved in your own life, in the lives of others. Lastly, physical activity. You you know I couldn't go through a podcast episode without encouraging you to enjoy some physical activity. Not too long or hard right before bedtime. A good time is right before dinner, so your body is not busily involved with digesting your meal. Let's do your 10-minute walk. Come back and pop a beautiful, nutritious piece of salmon in the oven while you do your strength exercises. And just a quick note, I finished writing this podcast episode a little after 9 p.m., and even though I had a nutritious and satisfying dinner, and kept busy writing after dinner, I still grabbed a Christmas cookie. But just one. It's never about perfect. It is about doing a little better each and every week. Now please remember, you're always welcome to visit us at liftawayfat.com. We're also on Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook. Watch for our next Lift Away Fat at 50 Plus podcast. Click on subscribe to find out when we post a new episode and maybe share with a friend. With you and I working together, you can enjoy the fitter, healthier, and stronger body you have missed for far too long. This is Kevin, your host. Please take care of yourself.